You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. On today's episode, the Bills need another running back. But what type? Nick's not here, but I'm Bruce, and this is the Nick and Nolan Show. to the Nick and Nolan Show, a Buffalo Rumblings podcast with your host, Nick Bat. Sometimes I'll start a sentence and I don't even know where it's going. I just hope I find it along the way. And Bruce Nolan. I once worked with a guy for three years and never learned his name. Best friend I ever had. Welcome, everybody, and thank you for joining me for this edition of the Nick and Nolan Show. I'm Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter at Bruce Exclusive. 2020 has not been kind to the Nick and Nolan Show. I was in the hospital. Nick had to fly solo. Now, Nick has to go to Texas. Some of you may have heard that his father is experiencing some troubles medically. And so if your thoughts and prayers can go out to Nick, that would be great, along with the entire Bat family. I am fully aware that I just made a Bat family joke, but there's no time for that now. We have important matters to discuss, and that is the subject of today's podcast. We need another running back. I don't think anybody is operating under the assumption that the Buffalo Bills will go into 2020 with the regular season looming large and Frank Gore as the number two running back on the Buffalo Bills depth chart. I think we've pretty much established at this point that Devin Singletary is a starting caliber running back in the league. So we're going to take a second. We're going to talk about Devin Singletary. And then we're going to talk about what type of running back we should really be thinking as an organization as a fan base, that we should be pairing with Devin Singletary. Let's talk about Devin Singletary. So in the 2019 NFL draft class, I had Devin Singletary ranked as a top five running back. The traits that I loved most about him are the traits that I love most about running backs in general, and my two favorite traits when evaluating running backs. And those are vision and contact balance. He has them both in spades. And as such, although he tested very poorly athletically, his RAS score, his relative athletic score, was poor for that running back class. He ran a 4.66. He did not show particularly explosive testing numbers. His lateral agility numbers were good, but height, weight, explosive ability, long speed, these traits made people wonder. But the best parts about Devin Singletary can't be seen on a combine sheet. 
And those are his vision and contact balance traits. He had a really good year for the Buffalo Bills in 2019. He ran the ball 151 times for 775 yards, two rushing touchdowns with a long of 38 and 5.1 yards per attempt. In the passing game, he was targeted 41 times. He received 29 of those for 194 yards and additional two touchdowns with a long of 49 yards. Devin Singletary, by the end of 2019, had emerged as a focal point of the Buffalo Bills running game, but he is not a do-it-all, bell cow, first-round pick, Ezekiel Elliott running back. That's not what he is. And in addition to that not being what he is, running backs who can do everything typically to get taken in the first round. In addition to that not being who he is, Sean McDermott has openly made it clear that his preference is to not have any running back, regardless of traits, carry the ball the overwhelming majority of the time. He made that very clear this year when talking about the dividing work between Devin Singletary and Frank Gore and how it's not good for one running back to carry the entire load. Knowing that and opining that Frank Gore will not be back with the team in 2020, how best do the Bills complement Devin Singletary? The way I see it, there are essentially three schools of thought on this. The first school of thought is this. We need a power back. The Bills need a gigantic, big, bruising running back who can take some of that physical beating off of Devin Singletary. Singletary is a smaller running back. He's a little bit thicker, but for only being 5'7", 5'7", 203 pounds. But he carried the ball a ton of times at Florida Atlantic. He came into the league with a lot of tread that was missing already off the tires. So what we need most is we need to find a power back who he can run between the tackles, the kind of stuff that we really envisioned Frank Gore doing, but at the end of the year, his skills had diminished to the point where he wasn't doing them as effectively. And we need to take that punishment off of Devin Singletary to see to it that we can get our full rookie contract investment out of someone and not have the wheels start to fall off before he even gets to the end of his rookie contract, which is incredibly efficient for someone who's going to carry the ball and touch the ball as often as Devin Singletary is making what he's making. The second school of thought is, well, Brian Dable's offense sometimes can get a little predictable because he tries to make sure that skill position players can be utilized to the best of their abilities. When Isaiah McKenzie comes on the field, there's probably going to be some jet motion because that's the thing Isaiah McKenzie does well. So one of the things we don't talk about with offensive coordinators very much is how there's a give and take with this. We praise openly offensive coordinators for putting people in position to do the things they do well. We openly praise coordinators for, the, for doing that. Not realizing that in doing that, we are also adding elements of predictability to the offense. You can't have it both ways. You can't be unpredictable and also only let players do the things they're good at. Because if they only do the things they're best at, 
then by definition, you're going to be adding some predictability into the offense. So that's a little bit of a side note, but I think it's important we have this discussion because I don't see it talked about very often. I don't see that being something that's a sliding scale. People think they can have their cake and eat it too with offensive game planning, and the truth is that's just not the case. Unless you have nothing but skill position players, all of whom have incredibly diverse skill sets, you're going to have, with specialization, come predictability. That's just part of the thing. And what we want to do as part of this door number two, as part of the second argument here, is say, no, no, we don't need a power back. What we need is someone who has similar traits to Devin Singletary. We need someone who we can rotate in and out of the lineup without tipping our hand to the defense as to what exactly it is we're going to do. If we have a CJ Spiller-like satellite back and we bring him in in place of Singletary, running someone between the tackles with a running back who may be allergic to contact is probably off the plate. At that point, the defense now has a tip for what it is you're going to do. So this line of thought is, okay, we don't need a power back. What we need is someone who has similar traits to Devin Singletary and rotate them in and out without tipping our hand to the defense. And that's a completely reasonable argument. But there's a third argument to this as well. The third argument to this is we need an explosive speed back. Brandon Bean has talked about, he has openly talked about getting people who are touchdown makers. People who can help you score more points. One of the ways you can score more points is by taking a six-yard run and turning into a 60-yard run. Taking a four-yard pass and turning into a 40-yard pass. And in order to do that, we need explosive speed. To heck with the mirror back concept. To heck with the short yardage stuff. Devin Singletary can handle the short yardage stuff. He's proven to be a tough, bruising running back, which is shocking given his five foot seven stature. But he's really good between the tackles. What we really need is we need someone who has the speed to be able to break the game wide open and take pressure off Josh Allen. Brandon Bean, Josh Allen himself have talked about Josh Allen feeling like sometimes he needs to do it all. Maybe if he had an explosive player or two on the offense, he wouldn't feel that way. That's the third line of thinking. I think I've made fair arguments for all three of these lines of thinking. I truly believe that there are points to be made in all three of these places. We are going to take a quick break, and then we're going to come back. We're going to talk about my opinion on what we should do, And we're going to talk about what running backs in the upcoming draft class might fit the molds of the archetypes we have just established. Hang on, we're coming right back. Welcome back, everybody, to the Nick and Nolan Show. I'm your host, Bruce Nolan. You can find me on Twitter, at Bruce Exclusive. Before the break, we talked about three distinct lines of thinking in regards to what type of running back the Bills should acquire to complement Devin Singletary. We went through the first line of thinking, which was the Bills need a power back. The second line of thinking, which is the Bills need a back with a similar skill set to Devin Singletary. And the third line of thinking, 
which is the Bills need an explosive speed player. Now, we're going to go through three more things. The first is we're going to outline players in the upcoming NFL draft who might fit these archetypes. Then we're going to talk about what I would do personally. And lastly, we're going to talk about what I think the Bills will do based on the evidence that I think they've given us. So the first line of thinking was we need a power back. Let's talk about A.J. Dillon from Boston College. A.J. Dillon will be at his best at the next level in a gap power scheme. Six foot, 250, bruiser. Go watch some of the film against NC State for A.J. Dillon. People who are particularly hyperbolic have called him Marshawn Lynch-like. I am not willing to go there at this point. But if you want a brute in this upcoming draft class, you go and you get A.J. Dillon. The second line of thinking was we need a back who has similar traits to Devin Singletary. You will recall that the two significant traits that Devin Singletary possesses are vision and contact balance, along with some lateral agility, but not an overly explosive player. Let me introduce you to Zach Moss from Utah. You have heard me talk about Zach Moss before. I love him. I love him a lot, and I love him a lot because, quite frankly, I think he reminds me of Devin Singletary. He is a little bit more powerful, probably, than Devin Singletary. I think he'll go day two, just like Devin Singletary went day two. He's taller, 5'11". He's a little bit thicker, probably going to weigh in 215-ish, but the contact balance is there. The vision is there. The ability to find the right place to go, just consistently get the right yardage. Don't put me in bad spots. Don't try and bounce it outside when you shouldn't. Just get me the yards. Then, when contact comes and it's ready, get me one or two more. That's the kind of player we should be looking at if we're going down door number two. If we're opening door number two and saying, all right, I want a player with translatable skills so I don't have to introduce further predictability into the offense, I'm looking at Zach Moss out of Utah. The third possibility we talked about was getting a touchdown maker. Getting someone who when they step on the field, the defense goes, okay, we need to know where he is because he can take a three-yard pass or a pitch play and take it to the house. I'd like to introduce you to someone who's been the thorn in my side before as an Ohio State fan, and that's Anthony McFarlane from Maryland. I still remember the 2018 Ohio State game and Anthony McFarland having a really, really nice game and my wife and I not being overly pleased at the television when that was happening. He is a sub 200 pound player, but the boy can hit the long ball. He can absolutely do it. Now you can't trust him for literally any of the runs that you were giving to Frank Gore. The the between-the-tackle stuff, you're going to have to defer that to Devin Singletary. And you have to be comfortable deferring those touches to a 5'7", 203-pound running back. But you want a satellite player? You got a satellite player. 
Now, you might think, let's bring him in on third downs, but he can't pass block. So you're going to have to scheme him in space to get him the touches, which again further adds predictability because when you put him in there, you're like, "Ah, I don't think he's going to block. Can that be learned? Absolutely, it can be learned. But if you want a home run hitter and you don't want to spend a high pick on him, let's talk about Anthony McFarland, Maryland. So we have outlined three potential ways to look at this problem. We've outlined three potential solutions to this problem based on the upcoming 2020 NFL draft, not even taking into account potentially signing a running back in free agency because we can go down that rabbit hole too, but that's a whole different ball of wax. But what would I do? What do I think the Bills are going to do? Okay, let's start with me. Here's what I would do. Personally, I'd take Zach Moss. I'd take a player that has similar traits to Devin Singletary. The redundancy issue is not as concerning to me when you know you're going to invest money and draft capital into finding a player on the outside who can be explosive. I know we're going to add somebody in the draft or free agency who can be a big play receiver, whether that's A.J. Green vertically down the field. Big plays don't have to happen. Yak, they can happen on a long ball with a huge catch radius. Or we add someone like Jalen Rager, who's just an explosive play waiting to happen on the outside. But the predictability factor bothers me. I don't want the offense to be able to be quickly labeled And I don't want quickly for there to be an ability to cross off things from the list of possibilities the second you see the personnel packaging. You probably have guessed this from listening to this show. It's one of the reasons why I'm a big fan of getting two athletic tight ends and running 12 personnel because you can do so many things out of that personnel grouping if you have big dynamic tight ends. You can spread them out wide, you can bring them in tight, you can run power, you can stack them on one side and run stretch, you can do a lot of things down the seams, vertically, with that. I don't like predictability. And when you add a niche player, someone who does one thing well, but clearly has flaws in other areas... I think it adds predictability to the offense. I understand we need touchdown makers. I want to score more touchdowns too. But I think we can do that from a usage of a position that has more players on the field. The vast majority of the time, you only have one running back on the field, which means your personnel grouping at running back tips your hand more than your personnel grouping at receiver. Because if you have Duke Williams and John Brown on the field at the same time, that doesn't necessarily tell the defense what you're going to do. But if you swap out from Devin Singletary to a niche running back, whether that's a power running back or a speed running back, you have tipped your hand a little bit. This is my personal opinion. I would go get explosive players in free agency and in the draft, whether that's vertically, whether that's yak guys, whether that's Brandon Ayuk or Jalen Rager, 
I understand we need to get those players. But as far as the running back position goes, my personal opinion is that we would we should take a mirror back. We should take someone who can be swapped in and out interchangeably with Devin Singletary without tipping the hand to the defense. However, what I think the Bills will do is not the same as what I want the Bills to do. What I think the Bills will do is find an explosive speed back. Brandon Bean talked about getting touchdown makers. He made it very clear in his interview in the Combine, and he's talked about it. He said, we need people who can score touchdowns. When I hear that, I don't think people who can score touchdowns from the one-yard line. You combine that with the discussion about Josh Allen not having to do it all himself, and this sounds an awful lot like someone who wants to find a running back who can take a five-yard pass that swung out of the backfield, check down, make a guy miss, and run for 50 yards and a touchdown, and be dynamic. That sounds very obvious to me that that's what they're going to want to do. Could I be wrong? Sure, I could be wrong. I'm wrong all the time. But if you read the tea leaves, my opinion is that that's what they're going to want to do. When you combine the touchdown makers comments with all of the comments about Josh Allen not having to do itself, I think they're going to try and find an explosive back. I really do. So, we've been through some lines of thinking. We have been through some players who fit those lines of thinking. We've talked about what I would do personally. We've talked about what I think the Bills will do. And now we're done talking. That's the end of this discussion. Please note that I have a piece that is essentially this pod digested in written format on buffalorumblings.com, dropping hopefully today because you're obviously a huge Nick and Nolan fan and you're listening to this pod the first day it drops, which is Wednesday. In addition to that, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate you all. Hit me up on Twitter, at Bruce Exclusive. I ask that you would kindly rate review, share the pod, tell me what you're thinking, tell Nick and I what you want to hear from us. We love to get the ideas from you and get the feedback and be able to give you what you want to hear. As always, I leave you with one final comment, something that I really think ties this whole conversation together, something that you can take into today and into the rest of your week as a banner, as a flag. You can plant that flag in front of anyone who might oppose you and you can say to this person, listen here, man. I do the cha-cha like a sissy girl. I like a do the cha-cha.
more to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.